welcome to Estradile Illusions. We are continuing our Sundance coverage with uh, in my two years of covering Sundance and all my years uh, following the festival. This is really one of our most uh, unique entries to Sundance. It's a film called uh, Weirdo Night, which really captures uh, the zeitgeist of uh, the LGBTQ scene uh, here in L.A. And I'm so excited. We have the director and star. We have Jibs Cameron and Mariah Garnett with us. Um, do you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Uh, yeah, Jibs, do you want to sure. give a little background on what Weirdo Night is, and then I'll talk about how we filmed it? Yeah, sure. Um, hi, I'm Jibs, and I have been performing as a sort of persona slash character slash kind of trash <laughs> person, drag queen-ish, whatever, for many years and doing all, all different kinds of work as that persona, live shows, <clears throat> theatrical presentations, video work, blah, blah, blah. I was about to make a TV foray um, when COVID hit. So um, yeah, and I started Weirdo Night in LA about four years ago or five now that we lost a year. And um, moving here from New York, I found a little bit of a, of a, a lack of spaces that seemed – um, I guess more sort of performance based, um, cause a lot of things here are either kind of like high art gallery type things or like comedy clubs or music venues, but nothing sort of avant performance based, um, that I could find. And so I would have these incredible performers that I knew from New York being like, where the hell do I perform in this town? So I started this night and, um, it grew rather quickly and uh, it was free in the middle of the week. And then, you know, a couple months later, we moved to a bigger venue and it was on a Sunday and sold out lines around the block it was it was great. And it's really just a kind of a mishmash of things that I like. Like it's my unique high the, to high brow to the lowest brow curatorial prowess <laughs> and um, from all different kinds of aspects of the the art world and the the queer performance world it's not exclusively queer i do allow heterosexuals on the show but they have to really be good and they're usually never as good as gay people <laughs> so um i don't know you might want to edit that out but i don't know it's like you're better at everything that has to do with anything that's fun so um yeah and that's pretty much how the show came about and you know we shut it down for co in covid and then um had this amazing opportunity through our the venue that we that i work in uh to shoot something with four cameras and then mariah came on board as the director because she's my partner and also has seen a hundred thousand million weirdo nights and shot a lot of them and you know, not many people can direct the unwieldy <laughs> dynasty handbag, <laughs> but Mariah seems to, I don't know, it's, we have a nice, we have a good thing going with that. Yeah, I know how, I know where the fart joke is supposed to go. Where what, it's supposed to land. What the motivation for the fart joke is. Um, beans. But uh, I'm Mariah Garnett. I'm a filmmaker. You're um, supposed to laugh at our jokes, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and um, I've been film. I've been documenting Weirdo Night pretty much since it. Well, not since it started because we tried to have relationship boundaries for the first year that we were dating. But um, 
<laughs> Once we were solid, I started documenting all the weirdo nights for free, basically, because I love the show and I and, you know, separate to being Jibs's partner. I love the show. Um, and I think there should be an archive of them. So, yeah, I've been I've been doing that for a while. And then we also made a web series together called Masterpiece Weirdo. Um, Available on my uh, YouTube channel. Mm hmm. I did watch. I watched one of those. I really liked it. I'm a big. Uh, I cover a lot of period dramas. So, to, to... Uh, oh my gosh, Jibs is my favorite. A secret Anglophile. I'm, dis and I'm a disgusting period Anglophile person. Yeah, I am too. Uh, it's okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, not so secret. Um, so yeah, we've been working on you know trying to come up with ideas for like bringing Weirdo Night to the screen. And, and we also had an idea for a film where we were going to travel across the country and go to different American small smaller cities. And it was going to be called American Weirdo. We didn't get funding for it, so we didn't do it. And then I'm glad we didn't because then the country turned like psychotic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it always has been, but extra psycho. Um, so yeah, for a long time, we've been trying to bring Weirdo Night to a broader audience and then this opportunity came up because of covid um and but we didn't enter story. into the festival they no. courted us they 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 asked us to submit which apparently is like never happens so that is a tremendous honor it is <laughs> yeah. and we we um we'd hadn't it hadn't even occurred to us we we um were so pleased with this because it didn't you know most of the fans of the show and our friends like watched the one night screening of it when it came out, but you know, I, it didn't really get the viewership that I think it deserves. Yeah. And we want to turn it into like a serial, like a TV show um, that sort of mimics the monthly show. Cause who knows how long this is going to last, you know? So I had a couple like questions that I would normally ask at like the beginning, but you touched on something that uh, I I was really I've been thinking about. Uh, I, I saw the film yesterday, and uh, I guess with all of like the stuff happening with the stock market and a, a dying video game uh, retail brick and mortar store is toppling the, the stock market, and I was watching your film, which was. Uh, just so, so unique in terms of uh, what, what normally airs in Sundance. And uh, it was it was so awesome to see Jibs. Uh, I mean, you're really one hell of a performer. Performing to a, uh, a, a em empty room, uh, that kind of just energy. But what I was really thinking was the way that Weirdo Night really just so beautifully captures this just absolute absurdity of a timeline and i'm sitting there watch I'm, I'm just watching it and i'm like this is covid you know i i live uh, a couple blocks away from the long beach uh, hamburger mary's which is a uh a gay nightclub for people who don't live in uh socal and uh you know i i think about all the time like where where do all those people who take the stage every night where do they go and all of that and then I see your 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 film, and I'm like, this this is really this is speaking to where I think this country is at right now. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. That's really a lovely sentiment, and I really appreciate like how thoughtful that is. Um, that's that's. Um, I think you know performers what, in this time come home and terrorize their partners with goofy uh, <laughs> living room performances. I'm Just either FYI. like bursting with some ridiculous thing, like putting like oranges in my pants and running around, or I'm like morbidly depressed and like sleeping all the time. 
So that's kind of, you know, part of part of the be- the best part about making this thing was getting to talk to artists again and, and work with them and just be around people who were yeah. like, for example, um, you know, Blasia, who now goes by BB Discoteca. I had only met them like in passing at a couple of events, but I didn't I'd never worked with them before. So I wasn't sure that they were going to kind of, you know, I, I just didn't know how it was going to go, but I really liked their aesthetic and I think they're like an amazing dancer and I love dance. And uh, so having them on the show was just sort of like, I, you know, this person had been in quarantine for six months and then they just show up with this like plastic outfit that's like totally designed for them they have a full drag performance that's brand new their nails are done they're fucking like they look so beat and awesome and i was just like this is just amazing this is like what i live for is just seeing this person walk into the room just camera ready like where is my fucking smoke machine like i'm ready to go and that's what i love about you know people who i consider sort of like genuine artists and people who they're just going to do it no matter what. And um, same with Sarah Squirm, who is this freaky young uh, f- comedian. And she, she was like, I was like, I only have $400 for you to, can you just tape something at home, but tape it with a nice camera so it looks good. And then she went out and made an entire movie in the desert with her friend. And it looks incredible. And I was just like, this is beyond, this is way beyond like the asking for, you know, to actually make a whole film. And she was just like, I am dying to make something. And, uh, you know, and I think like also when you're an artist, you never know who's going to see your work and where it's going to go. So people like Sarah or Blasia, sorry, BB, um, they know that, you know, they're, they're like, I got to make this good because I don't know who's going to see it. And it's me. It's my whole, like, it's my whole person in front of people. Yeah. So the commitment is, I don't even know what the question was, but. I think also, like. <laughs> forgot. <laughs> during. Okay, it's a podcast. <laughs> I think during, um, uh, from my experience, too, I was really excited to work, work with other people and, and put this together. But I think, like, part of it, part of what is great about Weirdo Night is it's, like, a collective experience generally speaking. And I think that was really like just such a relief in COVID. Like I, I just, I had just finished a feature length doc, my first feature length documentary the year before. And it was like really heavy and like very personal and blah, blah, blah. Um, and it was so nice to just work on something that was both like, that was just collective in a way. Um, and funny. <laughs> um, which I think we've all really kind of needed, like probably, I don't want to speak for the performers, but I'm about to, <laughs> Yeah. Um, it seemed like that was like just a thread that everybody was happy to be able to do their thing, but have it not be so like you're making an artwork, you know, it was like light and sort of in service of, you know, having a good time or as, yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, I was gonna ask because you know you've you've both been involved with the community for a while. Uh, Mariah, you made a, a, a film with uh, Zachary Drucker, who we just had on the show on Wednesday, which mm-hmm. in Sundance time feels like it was about a month ago. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it it um, 
and you know uh you worked on the film uh, circus of books which was kind of about the the um closure of a uh institution in in socal lgbt uh life and and kind of what 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 sort of all of the modern uh visibility and acceptance of of our uh of our people and what what that's kind of meant in so many ways it's like a, a great thing that we have uh you know inclusivity and equality or growing equality and yet, I mean, I, I think about like 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 Wells Fargo sponsors our our local pride. I, I think mm-hmm. that like if we want real equality, we need them to to sponsor something like. <laughs> like That's like Morgan's <laughs> yeah. joke where he goes, um, um, the Wells Fargo's like, look, Susie has two mommies, and they're both in foreclosure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. I agree. Um, it would be great if Wells Fargo sponsored like healthcare, <laughs> um, or yeah, yeah, something or besides a plastic uh, plastic <laughs> rainbow flag that I'm looking at. It's behind the desk a little bit. Um. But I think yeah. that's just like the marker of what people sort of don't get about the magic of queerness, yeah, and why it's like always hijacked and appropriated. We're not just like everybody else. <laughs> Yeah, stop saying that. <laughs> We're not like you. Um, but uh, yeah, no, like the the sort of magic world of, you know, learning that you don't have to live a certain way uh, or that you can't because it's just against your very nature. And then learning that like that can apply to so many different aspects of the world and, and it can apply to the way you do everything and the way you think about things. And I think that gets that gets so lost because heterosexual the heterosexual like dominant culture is so obsessed with you know fucking and women and men fucking and and it's like that's about as far as people go to like accepting it's like people in a lot of ways people don't think beyond like the binary being um about you know about sex or gender it's like the binary is in all the things yeah. It's like how this country runs is on binary, like divide and conquer sectarian fucking crap. <laughs> so I don't know. Now I'm like going off on some Aquarius tangent, but <laughs> I think, I mean, I, you know, there's when I was first transitioning uh, five years ago, against at a couple years for Sundance time, uh, I, I would kind of find, like, I'd get really nervous when I was going about my day-to-day life, and then you'd go to, uh, there's this one gay bar in Pomona I'd go to, and, like, you just kind of realize that people really aren't looking at you, and there's this kind of, like, unspoken connection that, uh, I mean, there's so much, there's so much art made about how alone people feel during, like, the social media era, and yet I can think, like, in, in a in a time where I was feeling uh, about as vulnerable as I've ever felt, like, I could go into a place, not know anybody really that well, like, somebody I just met on Tinder, that doesn't really count, and, <laughs> like, you feel like, like, I, I, I understand this, and that's something that has been missing from every uh i get i get a lot of messages from uh people listeners of the show who are at home with their homophobic parents and they they're out but they're not really they don't feel like they're out because they're not really accepted and they turn to uh places like this and in in other more normal times they would have uh congregated at places like weirdo night yeah yeah indeed yeah we were we spent we 
spent a lot of time like around the holidays um, donating to a, a site called Trans Santa. I don't know if you were. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard yeah. of that. But there was a lot. Yeah, a lot of the stories were like, "I'm stuck with my homophobic parents." I'm stuck. Parents. Yeah. Um, and no, and and stuck without any affirmation or just like, can I get a Christmas gift that like reflects who I actually am? <laughs> and it just must be so. So it's just so horrible in this time. Yeah, very isolating. And and the and the live show, I feel like, you know, it's it's hard because like I, I definitely am like, you know, a Gen X kind of asshole and like very cynical in some ways about like language, and I don't want to like pin things down too much, um, and so I don't like. I don't want to say like, oh, this is a queer space and this is a space that uplifts marginalized voices and, you know, putting like a container on it that yep. I feel like not everybody, not even, not even people, I mean, that's not even true, you know, it's like, it it centers that perhaps, but there's definitely people on the show that are not marginalized voices at all. And, you know, not often, but so I feel like that's another thing is like, vibrationally just making sure that it's all kind of flowing together in a queer sensibility but not having to make it um lead with that and that then hopefully the sense of queerness in the artistry comes out more than just like it's a queer show or it's a show that you know centers i don't know what like non-white cis like this is the thing that everybody's like doing now you know um which is great, but also not really the way I speak in a way. Well, I think Dynasty Handbag's negativity and cynicism about all this stuff is a huge relief right now. Like, it's like, no, everything's not okay. Like, there is no safe space. Um, and then it's just like there's a collective sigh of relief in a way in that acknowledgement that oh, totally yeah. makes the room feel safer, <laughs> strangely. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of a setup because there are there have been times when you know I'll put someone on the show and I'm not totally I don't totally know them very you know like I don't know their politics exactly or they're just they'll just make some sort of like stupid joke that's just really you know off color but in a I don't know or just just not not reading the room you know and um and it's okay it's just kind of like all right, you know, like, and so I do have a little bit of a consciousness around like, you know, it doesn't, it gen, it doesn't always go bad when there's like a straight white dude on the show, <laughs> but when it does go bad, it's usually those people that are making it go bad. <laughs> but it's also fine when it goes bad. It's also fine because then I can just be like, somebody please beat this person up in the parking lot. <laughs> 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 as as we uh, as we start to wrap up, I the one other notion that was kind of uh, sitting with me as I was watching this. I mean, first of all, like just the notion. I'm not really much of a night owl anymore. I'm getting uh, I don't drink so much. Um, but uh, I was thinking like like I was I was laying in bed watching it on my TV through the uh, Vimeo app, and I was thinking like really 
it wasn't the best spot for it, uh, and I should uh, go outside, and uh, there's an alley across the street, and I could watch it there on my iPad. And But it was raining, and I wasn't sure if the Wi-Fi would hold, so that's probably not a good idea. But I was thinking, like, with that in mind, how, how beneficial it would have it would be to have a screening to take all of the, the Uber drivers in, in Park City who can be a little... Uh, they're, they're, like, very polite, but you can tell, like, when I get in there and they're, like, trying to figure out what my gender is, and that's mm. kind of... There's that that kind of tension, not tension, but it, it's there. It's a presence, and I was thinking just about how how great it would be to to round up all of those people and put them into a room and show them Weirdo Night and say like, look, you know, this isn't like uh, it, it's not like Modern Family gay. It's it's the really underground, and we need we need to elevate those kind of voices. So I think you really just did, you did a fabulous job. Uh, crafting so a, uh, a part of a part of our culture yeah a part of our culture that, that that's missing right now and that we we need more of in the world thank you so much in that's really awesome to, to 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 feel so seen by by another community member feels really good well uh uh mariah uh jibs mm-hmm. dynasty handbag uh yes, yes. <laughs> I was going to mention that in the, the intro, but I get the, you know, technical, uh, somebody's publicist was calling. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on. I, I wish you uh, all the best. Uh, and, and to listeners, uh, check out Weirdo Night, really. I mean, it's, if, especially if you're listening to this show. I mean, why wouldn't you check it out? <laughs> awesome. Oh, yeah. It's in the New Frontiers section, and you can see it with an Explorer pass. Yes, and it's on demand uh, from uh, January 30th through, I think, the rest of the festival, if I have that correct. It's already but... on demand. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah, okay, it's, it's, already, it's already ready to go. You buy a, you buy an Explorer pass, and then you can see our film, and then all of these other films in the indie series and the New Frontiers. And uh, also, we have a film party on, the, uh, on Monday, I guess it is, at 8 p.m. Pacific. So please join us in the virtual room but you'll be able to video chat with us, and I might even like make a few jokes. I might dress up. I, don't I might. Um, so yeah, please please join us for the party, and it would be so fun to see some family members. Awesome. Well, uh, good luck. Good luck with the party, and uh, good luck with the rest of the festival. And uh, to everybody listening, our Sundance coverage uh, continues uh, seemingly kind of hourly as it seems. But thank you so much for listening, and we will see you next time. Thank you.